0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back for season three of National Board Conversations. I'm excited to have you. We have a special guest for you to kick off the school year. Her name is Jackie Fabian. She's a National Board Certified Teacher that recently left the classroom. She was actually just named Director of Candidate Experience here at the National Board. I'm excited to bring her positive energy on the podcast. I won't hold you any longer. Here's my conversation with Jackie. All right, so we're going to get right into it. What's your current role? And give a brief intro of yourself. And then I got three questions to, to get a little bit deeper into who Jackie is.
1: Sure. So I am the director of candidate experience. So anything that candidates need, um, I am your go-to person for that. Um, I've been at the National Board for about two years. And previously before that, I was a high school English teacher and administrator for 13 years.
0: We also got to give a shout out. You are NBCT. So- I <laughs> am. Yes. Let that slide. Can't forget
1: that. Can't All forget right. that. I received my certification in 2019.
0: All right. We'll get a little bit deeper into that a little bit later. So now what are your three favorite foods?
1: So this is a really hard question for me. Um, So I will say uh, three favorite foods, guacamole, rice and beans, but like together. Those aren't two separate things. Um, and a chocolate chip cookie.
0: Rice and beans in true Hispanic way. I love it.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: All right, what are the last three songs on your Spotify, Apple Music, whatever music form you lose playlist?
1: Um, So I've been on a country kick lately. So um, my last three are um, Last Night by Morgan Wallen, What My World Spins Around, Jordan Davis. And then I'm actually seeing Loud Luxury this weekend. So um, I have the song Sunroof. Okay, Those okay. are my three little <laughs> eclectic mix.
0: Get you down to Nashville.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, So what's the one sports thing that has your heart? And if you're not a sports person, one movie you can recite line for line.
1: Um, Chicago White Sox. Saw them in the World Series. Um, my family has been big fans for a really long time.
0: Oh, man, when was the last time you was at a game?
1: Uh, It's been a little while. I think <laughs> last year or two years. Um, oh, that but ain't that I mean, long. It seemed like it was like five years. <laughs> I have to get to another one soon. Hopefully this summer.
0: All right, all right. So now we're going to get into your career a little bit. Can yep. you share why you became a teacher and why you remain connected to education here at the national board?
1: Yeah. So this question is always just so easy for me to answer. I never really thought I would do anything else. Um, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a teacher. And then when I had um, English language arts with a teacher, her name was Miss Lovely. She was my eighth grade English teacher. I knew I wanted to be an English teacher particularly. Um, and so still connected to education because, um, when I got later into my career, I started doing a lot of professional developments for teachers. And so I really love and have a strong passion for supporting teachers in their professional journey.
0: So why did you end up leaving the classroom?
1: Oh, I was burned out. Um, I was the one who tried to do it all. Um, I wrote curriculum. I did all the extracurriculars. Um, I constantly, you know, I, always had students in my classroom wanting to talk or hang out. Um, And so I feel like there was just, and I loved it. I loved it so much, but I didn't really give myself time to process and decompress and all of that. And it got to me. Um, So definitely take care of yourselves, teachers.
0: (laughs) What did you enjoy most about being in the classroom?
1: The kids. Um, not everyone is a fan of teaching ninth grade, but I loved it. Um, I am still in contact with a lot of the kids that I taught. Um, and so I just love their jokes and their laughter and they're just, they're goofy. And I just, I loved being around that energy.
0: Nah, and I've grazed like that transition year for, yeah, like yeah, you don't feel like an adult, but you feel like you got to act like an adult for some reason.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and at The beginning of the year, they're such different humans than they are at the end of the year, so I love seeing that transition of them too.
0: You. A big
1: yeah. it's huge. Yeah,
0: did you have classes or years that stood out to you?
1: Yes, um, so it would definitely be my first group of kids. Those are the kids that I'm so I call them kids, they're like <laughs> 29 and 30. Yeah, it looks like now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I actually just saw one at the mall on Tuesday. Um, one of my uh, first group of freshmen, I saw him at the um, at the mall, so it was really nice just to see him and catch up with him. But they're the classes of 2011 and 2012 at Bowling Brook High School.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you were a high school English teacher. Yep. Did you have any lessons that you that were your favorite to teach?
1: So I was really known for how I would approach Romeo and Juliet. Um, My kids would get dressed up in costumes and we would act it all out and I would have scenery and, you know, all of that. Um, And so the students really got into what, you know, what Shakespeare was saying and reading the language and all of that because we acted everything out. So it was always really fun to do.
0: So a little off script, what was your favorite Shakespeare story?
1: Um, my favorite as a college student was um, was Othello. Um, I love the character of Iago. Um, but my favorite to teach was Romeo and Juliet by far.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. So off the top, we talked about it. You're an NBCT. Mm-hmm. What pushed you to pursue board certification? What was your journey <laughs> like? Did you achieve on the first try?
1: I did, um, and so I was in both of the schools that I spent the most time in, I was surrounded by board certified teachers. And so it was just always kind of for me, the next step in my professional career. And I actually had signed up to start it in 2011 and then my grandma got sick. And so I backed out um, and um, didn't pursue it again until 2017. I was at a different school at that point, still teaching freshmen. And so, So, yeah, so I decided to pursue that and receive my certification in 2019. I was really lucky because I had a few teachers in my department who were going through it, too. Um, And then my co-teacher also had just certified. So she was able to give me some pointers and things like that. I was really lucky to have a really great support system around me um, who I could just bounce ideas off of and, you know, um, and just kind of be there for me, which I was really lucky to have that.
0: Yeah. So like transitioning schools couldn't have been easy either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, they were very different schools, but um, both had such amazing staff. So big shout out to Bolingbroke and Naperville North, um, both in the Chicago suburbs, just amazing English departments, amazing colleagues in all the departments, but um Yeah.
0: So what was the most helpful coaching conversation or resource or advice you received while you were pursuing?
1: So, um, my colleague Janelle from Bolingbrook, um, who is now the department chair of English at Bolingbrook. She actually invited me over to her house over the summer and was like, here's what you need to do to get started. And she, this is all over the summer. And so Really, she was just like, read this over the summer. And that was probably the most helpful because I wasn't scrambling throughout the school year. Because as soon as the school year starts, you're just in like warp speed. And so it was just really nice to be able to sit down during the summer at the pool or wherever and just knock that out. Um, So I was really grateful for that advice. And I tell anyone to start doing that over the summer.
0: And that was kind of the basis for putting together homeroom.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So now you're the Director of Candidate Experience here at at, at National Board. And as you get back to school, can you give three to five tips or best practices for candidates getting ready to start their process?
1: Yeah, so kind of connects to what I just said. So take your time to read through the standards and the certificate-specific instructions. Um, Join our webinars um, and our office hours um, because those are gonna give you some real practical advice and you'll have the opportunity to ask questions of national board certified teachers and candidate support providers, which is just so helpful. Um, don't wait to get started. As soon as the school year starts, start doing what you need to do to prepare yourself. So getting those forms signed, making sure that you've read things, um, planning out what lessons you're going to collect evidence from, um, And obviously use homeroom, Um, that is our new resource. And I can get more into that in the next question, but definitely start using
0: homeroom. So yeah, let's get into it. That was a a big project (laughs) that we, that you took on and come to to completion. How was the launch of homeroom expected to help candidates through their journey?
1: Well, I kind of already touched on this, but the best advice that I got was start early. um, Make sure that, you know, the time that you have to just, you know, the available time that you have during the summer, start that. And so when I started thinking about what I wanted homeroom to look like, um, I wanted it to be sequenced for... For educators, I wanted people to be able to go there and know exactly what the next step was in board certification. So, this is for folks who have candidate support and for folks who don't. Um, This is particularly helpful for folks that don't because what I did was I used the expertise of people in our, our community to. Put homeroom together. So a lot of what is in homeroom is the same sequence that you would see in a candidate support program, which is really awesome. Um, but they'll find all of our official documents, support guides, webinars—you know, previously recorded webinars. Um, you'll see the link to sign up for office hours. Um, so there's just so much in there, and it is if you just go step by step, it takes you through the entire process. Um, And you can tailor it for what you're doing. So if you're only doing components two and three, you can only focus on the information for two and three and then come back to one and four later. Um, But that's the beauty of it is you can take it in whatever direction that you want to. Um, But our resources were everywhere. Um, And so it's really great that, you know, now they're all in one spot for everybody. So it's easy to find things.
0: Yeah, like our website was a a little bit of a, unorganized mess when it came to research and things like that. So having it in certain places, having it in one place in order can really help people put it, put, put it together, especially the, like we said, the ones that are alone, like the rural yes, teachers
1: and definitely. the teachers in
0: predominantly schools of color who don't seem to get those same level of support.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I feel like there were just so many resources that we would share at webinars or just randomly with folks and sometimes you would never be able to find those again. And so again, it's just a really great place for folks to get everything that they need for their, you know, to support their journey. It's all there for you. So definitely use it.
0: And I really think the sequence part really can not be understated.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. You're so right. And, again, I think that the number one question, you know, at least in my experience being in this role is I don't know what to do next, or I don't know what to get started, or what am I supposed to be reading first? And so I really took a lot of time to make sure that the sequence of when folks do what is accurate and is helpful for folks. So that way they know exactly where they need to go next.
0: So part of the national board journey is recording yourself in action in the classroom and we're have a lot of candidates going through that process this year. And it's not something that's very easy. So for those that are recording this year, can you give some tips on how you went about it when you were going through your process?
1: Yeah, so this is probably the most intimidating component for me. But it ended up being my favorite because you never, at least in my experience, I never watched myself teach. I never recorded myself. I know folks who went through, you know, Ed TPA got that opportunity, but I didn't. And so, um, so I loved being able to watch myself back and see how I could tweak my practice. I thought that was really helpful. So my biggest piece of advice is utilize your colleagues. Um, I had an instructional coach record me when I was going through that. That way I didn't have to worry about, you know, is the camera going to fall or, you know, is the audio okay? Um, she was able to kind of give me, you know, okay, this is, you know, it's kind of soft here. I can't really hear here. Um, so it was really great to, to have that. Um, and I also got support from our library media specialist to compress my video and make sure that it the audio was good and you know, and all of that. So there's a lot of hidden gems in your building. Um, you have those resources. Um, so definitely use them if you have them available to you.
0: That's a really good tip. I never really thought about the library yeah. source as yeah. being able to get your video right and the audio right. Like I'll talk to Kim Jones, who was uh the North Carolina teacher of the year, and she said she had a science teacher go through her writing to Oh yeah. she's an English teacher too, so she would like just have stuff cut down and she'd be like, no, I need these details. But no, mm-hmm. my teacher was like, no, you just have to answer the question.
1: Oh, English teachers have to be probably the hardest ones to to cut down because we're so flowery in a lot of our language and we're so used to using all of the literary devices and all of that. And it's very hard for us, I think, just to give the facts. <laughs> and so um so yeah, so I can definitely understand that for sure.
0: So is it important to have your students on board with you while you're going through this journey? And how do you get your students invested along with you?
1: Yeah. So I told them about it day one. Um, We create, I did this activity where students created their own vision boards. And so when I was presenting my example of my vision board and my co-teacher presented her vision board, we both talked about board certification. So she had just received certification and I was just starting it. So it was really cool for both of us to talk about it first. Um, We're in the Chicago suburbs. A lot of parents know board certification too. Students probably don't as much, but um, but you know, sharing that with parents, I think, was really great too. But to get students, you know, I think it's so important to get students on board. They liked knowing that I was also trying to accomplish something. Um, you know, because they have their own academic journeys, and they don't always get to see teachers doing their own journeys as well. So being able to Give them a glimpse of that and talk to them about why I'm collecting this evidence and why they have these folders and, you know, why I'm trying to, you know, uh, do certain, uh, redo certain activities and things like that. Because, you know, as I was going through board certification, I realized that there were some things that didn't work. And so it made me reflect a lot on what I needed to change um, in my practice, which was really great. And the kids got to see all of that. Um, And I think seeing your teacher try something and have it not work, or try something and you know have them have to do it again, I think that that's so great for them to see because that's what we expect out of them too. So yeah.
0: And I think I think back to when I like how I would have thought about it as a student. I think knowing that my teacher was trying to be better would have motivated me to be a better student in the process, right? Like I know she's trying to be a better teacher all right, I want to be a better student so I don't look bad on these videos. And also just because, I don't know, it's just a level of motivation that I know if somebody else is going to be better, then I want to be better too.
1: Yeah, and I think like they need to see that it's okay to fail um, and that it's okay for teachers to not be robots. Um, I think sometimes when... And I've been very lucky, like, I feel like I was able to build really strong relationships with my students. And so they got to see that human side of me. But I think sometimes, you know, as teachers, we just are seen as we're up, you know, in the classroom, we do our job, and then, you know, then the kids leave. And so to be able to see your teacher do something that they're also doing in their own way is just really cool. Um and, you know, having that conversation with them about here's what I'm doing, here's why I'm doing it. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be successful yet. I won't find out for two years, but, you know, we're going to try it out and see if it works. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was very cool to have them on board with me and kind of cheering me on too.
0: Yeah, that probably would have been my favorite part was cheering, cheering on mm-hmm. to to get it done and then just being happy we yeah. finally achieve.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so moving out of your career questions and into a little bit more personal again, who is your favorite fictional teacher, movie, TV, or a book?
1: You know, I don't know if I have one. <laughs> um, I really thought about this. Um, what are some answers that people give? Um, cause I oh, think...
0: man, we get a lot of Abbott Elementary. We get Frizzle. Oh, I've gotten... Morgan Freeman and Lean on Me.
1: Uh We've definitely gotten
0: a a, a wide variety of answers of fictional teachers. Yeah, even Um, got um somebody from I believe it was Sister Act. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was it was a a lot of different different uh favorite teachers. That's that's cool to cool to hear. I would say Uh mine personally. Hmm. I always think of Miss Frizzle for real, because Magic School Bus was just a, a, a staple staple uh, cartoon that I would watch on the time I did have after school. I was playing a lot of sports, so it wasn't much time, yeah. but Ms., but Magic School Bus was definitely one that stood out.
1: So he's not really a fictional teacher, but I guess um, I considered him a teacher, so I was a big reader when I was a kid. And so um, LeVar Burton, who did oh, yeah. Reading Rainbow... Um hey, I love anybody is a teacher. Loved that show. Um and so I would say, you know, I guess it's, you know, not necessarily a fictional show, but um I would say him. I feel like it was just really cool to see books on TV. Um because that wasn't necessarily a quote unquote cool thing to talk about. And so I loved being able to to see that there.
0: Okay, okay. So, yeah. what are three restaurants folks should try and visit in Chicago?
1: Okay, so this is a tough one for me too, because um, we just have so much. So, if you've never Ooh, watched, I thought people the- like
0: Chicago is the best food city in America for
1: 100. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people will say like LA is really good, and you know we have a lot of colleagues in DC, and so people will say DC. But I am very partial to Chicago. <laughs> if you've never watched the Bear um, on FX Hulu. Definitely check that out. A lot of the restaurants that are in the show are actually in my neighborhood. And so it's been really cool to see my neighborhood spotlighted on TV. I've, I'm vi- like, I, my heart is in Chicago. so it's just, <laughs> Yeah. So it's just, I would love to be, um, but it was it was just really cool to see that. And I love the culinary world. So just, you know, being able to see that. Anyways, um, so my top three, I would say, are rosemary. Um, it's like an Italian-Croatian infusion place or fusion place. Um, Monte Verde, which is Italian, they make their own pasta in-house. And so you, if you sit at the bar, you can actually watch them make the pasta like they have a mirror over the person like creating the pasta which is really cool um and then you got to have some pizza in there obviously so (laughs) um one that people don't necessarily go to because i know we hear a lot of like blue and giordano's and you know all of that that, but (laughs) yeah but i would say um Chicago Oven and Pizza Grinder. Um, it's up in Lincoln Park. Um, it's a very small place. There's no reservations. People are just sitting out there for hours waiting to go. And it is top-notch. It is delicious. So is it cash-only places? It's, is it what?
0: Is it cash-only?
1: Uh, no, luckily. At least it wasn't <laughs> when I was there. I, but I don't know. Um, yeah, but it's so good. So good. And it's the same host that's been there for... Who knows how long? um, And he remembers everyone. So when you say I'm looking for a table, he'll come find you without writing anything down. It's crazy, but yeah, so it's a really, really top-notch place.
0: As you know, listening on previous episodes, we have a feature on the podcast called the Shoulder Tap. Yeah, Shoulder Tap someone and let them know they're ready to become a National Board Certified Teacher. On here. We'll give them a quick shout out and we'll encourage them through uh, social media channels to go through the process. So Jackie, who are you shoulder tapping today?
1: So I'm gonna do this in honor of her birthday, which mm-hmm. is today, and she's also my best friend. Um, so I am going to shoulder tap Kelsey Fletcher Brochak. She's the d- department chair of World Languages at Brook High School.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you, Jackie.
1: Thank you, this is wonderful.
0: What a fun conversation. I want to thank Jackie again for joining me here on National Board Conversations. And if you're a National Board candidate on your journey, be sure to take down some of those tips. If you're an NBCT, share a few of your best tips on social media and tag us at MBPTS on Twitter or Instagram. We'll be sure to share them with the candidates. Be sure to follow us across all social media for any National Board related updates. And we'll see you next time.